Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Thursday, December 12th. Cameron with you. A bit of a frantic Thursday. I was doing a show before this one, so that's why we're a little delayed with the start today. And we're scrambling a little bit because our guest that we initially had scheduled, Jonathan Hardy, is feeling under the weather. Actually, he's sick, vomiting, all that, all that bad stuff, all that nasty stuff. So he's in a, a bad way right now. I couldn't make it onto the show. So... All of a sudden, though, he recommends, hey, I've got someone that would like to be on and can fill in for me. And here he is right now uh, joining us on the Ice Guys show. Uh, Matt joining us. Uh, what's up, Matt? Welcome to the Ice Guys. I don't know if he can hear us yet. Can you hear me, Matt? No, uh, apparently uh, not. Uh, you know what? Uh, let me just uh, see if we can... Uh, get you back in here because i think he uh yeah there we go yeah we'll see if we can get matt back with us but uh, yeah it's crazy uh just finished a podcast our guest sick uh lots of things are going on but uh, uh apparently uh, he can't hear me okay uh but uh, nevertheless um I, I think uh the mic's going yeah definitely so we'll see now all right matt can you hear me now have you got your uh, speaker on Yeah, it looks like Matt can't hear me now because I uh, definitely uh, you guys definitely can. So uh, uh, we'll see if we can uh, get a connection here with uh, Matt. In the uh, meantime, uh, we do have, uh, by the way, uh, for those of you that are worried that uh, we didn't get a chance to preview and talk about the uh, game with the Flyers and the Leafs. Um, I didn't have a bet on that game, honestly, before uh, it started at uh, uh, before, uh, for this uh, early uh, Leaf Flyers game uh, here uh, today. Um, too much going on in terms of, you know, the Leafs coming off the big win against Tampa Bay, uh, Philadelphia, uh, a team that uh, obviously uh, the Leafs are better than, but you always worry when you're coming off the kind of win the Leafs did against the uh, uh, Lightning. Would they be able to bounce, uh, show that resolve, show that focus here uh, coming off the uh, loss? Are coming off the win against Tampa Bay. Uh, the one thing about Philadelphia is they do work hard. They've got issues. We've talked about this with this hockey team throughout the season is that they oftentimes have tough times scoring, but not always a team that uh, uh, is able to turn that hard work and that work ethic into results and scoring goals and winning games, and that's the issue. But early on, they do have a one nothing lead uh, over Toronto in the uh, first period of this game. So, like I said, you, you didn't really miss anything here uh, in terms of uh, this game, in terms of my opinion on it, uh, I didn't have a bet on it pregame, uh, and uh, definitely uh, not 
maybe I'll get involved live at some point, but yeah, I didn't have anything pregame here on this one with the uh, Flyers and the uh, Leafs. But uh, I certainly wouldn't be looking to lay minus 315 or minus 320 here with uh, Toronto in this game. Uh, briefly about last night, and it was another very good night uh, on the uh, betting board for me in the NHL. We went 9-4 and four last night on the uh, Wednesday slate. It was a very good uh, overall uh, result. Uh, we swept the board with the games involving the Nashville uh, Predators. Uh, the, the three bets there came through first period puck line, Nashville and regulation, Nashville team total over. We got the lightning team total over and the full game over against Detroit. And that's the uh, advantage you have sometimes of taking the team total instead of the money line. You know, uh, it's a, it's a situation where, um, you know, you've got the uh, team losing the game, Tampa Bay, they lost five, four, but if you took the team total, you ended up still winning. Uh, and obviously the full game went over. So that can sometimes be, uh, the advantage of taking a uh, team on the t- with their team total as opposed to the money line. They could lose the game and you still cash the team total. And that's exactly what we saw with Tampa Bay uh, last night against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So that was a good result. Uh, we split the Montreal bets first period full game. They lost in overtime uh, against Colorado. Edmonton, the best bet, plus 130 underdog against the Dallas Stars. Uh, they ended up with a, a 4-3 a win uh, in overtime uh, yesterday in that game. Um, so definitely a good situation there. Great effort by Edmonton as well, uh, getting the uh, victory over the uh, Dallas Stars uh, yesterday. Uh, and, uh, you know, good performance overall by St- Stuart Skinner and Nett. I thought everybody stepped McDavid, Dreisaitl. They all had great games for the uh, Oilers uh, last night uh, taking on. And uh, it was a, one of their better efforts in quite some time, getting that 6-3 to three victory. Uh, Edmonton over Dallas uh, yesterday. Uh, they can keep it. Times, uh, you know. The, there we go. Getting a streak together, getting a win streak together, and getting one good performance to roll over into another good one has been the issue at times for the Oilers. So we'll see if they can get on a bit of a run after a nice win against Dallas uh, last night. I think our guest can hear me now. Is this true, Matt? Can you hear me now? Uh, this is true. Sorry about that, Ian. I, I can hear you now. No, it's okay. You know, we should have tested this before the uh, show, but I'm trying to get it started because we're starting late, and then it was last minute that you're joining us. So it's just – this is what happens when you're doing a live show sometimes. You've got – the place. But looks like we are set now. So introduce yourself because I'm not too familiar with you. You're just someone that – Jonathan said, hey, talk to this guy. He'll be on the show instead of me because I'm sick today. So uh, tell us about yourself a little bit. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for having me on, Ian. So, yeah, my name is Matt Wright. I uh, am the current program coordinator of uh, Champions Hockey based out of Fredericton, New Brunswick, and the uh, assistant coach for our U16 Eagles uh, prep school team. Uh, played hockey my whole life, Played uh, went away to play junior hockey in uh, Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, um, Bridgewater, Nova Scotia, and then the Valley, so all Western Nova Scotia, and then uh, came home to play hockey at uh, St. Thomas University. Uh, unfortunately after my first year, the program decided to, uh, to go separate ways. So I, uh, luckily enough, they honored my scholarship. So I stayed at two at Stu, got into coaching and, uh, I've been coaching now for about nine years and, um, and just a big hockey fan. So, uh, really looking forward to breaking down some lines, talking about, uh, the games tonight and uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And you're into betting, correct? That's what I hear. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do all right. Just kind of win some, lose some, like everyone else. But uh, I, I like hockey. I bet a little, little bit more football than hockey. But uh, lately, I've been into the hockey a little bit. I know there's some really good games on tonight. So looking forward to uh, to talking about uh, the matchups this evening. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just seeing it now. Water Lumberjacks, South Shore uh, Lumberjacks, uh, Junior Hockey, uh, St. Thomas. Uh, so you're in a bunch of different places there in your uh, playing days, correct? Yeah, mostly uh, in mostly in Nova Scotia for, for three teams there in Junior A and then home at St. Thomas for one year before, uh, before the program folded. So uh, unfortunately, kind of got early retirement when that happened, but it was good to get into, get into coaching and definitely uh, kind of sunk my teeth into the coaching side of things here the past nine, 10 years. And how much fun have you had in the coaching side of things? Yeah. It's, uh, everybody that's told me says, we love it. I love working with the kids. I like growing the game, growing the next generation of hockey talent. I'm sure there's a, a level of satisfaction and fulfillment from that. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's great with the job I work for where with our, with our program, our company champions hockey, we work with everywhere from, you know, five, six year olds who are trying for the first time all the way up to our pro group, which has, you know, NHL, AHL, East coast, uh, Europe players, a little bit of everything. So throughout the span of the year, I'm working with, uh, you know, U13, U15, U18, uh, junior guys. So getting to work with all different age groups is kind of probably the most exciting thing about my job. And uh, right now working with our prep school team, a U16 team is uh, it's a lot of fun uh, working with those kids each and every day. It sounds uh, great. So uh, Champions Hockey is what that is. Do you have a site? Correct. Yeah. So it's uh, www.championshockey.ca. So Check her go. out. It's uh, got a lot of stuff there, a lot of different programs coming up in the new year. So anyone uh, in the New Brunswick region who's looking to, uh, at all levels, looking to get on the ice, uh, don't be afraid to reach out. There you go, championshockey.ca. Uh, so there you go. Uh, check out uh, the uh, site there. Uh, Matt, let's get your thoughts on NHL just before we get into tonight's game specifically. Just overall thoughts on the league, teams and players that uh, piqued your interest, that have stuck out to you, just observations, uh, teams that are surprising you, disappointing you, whatever you want to talk about, some NHL observations from Matt uh, so far this season. Yeah, for sure. I think the first thing you have to look at is kind of the success the Boston Bruins are having this year. Uh, I think looking with Krejci coming back and they had some injuries going into the start of the year, not sure about Marshawn and not new coach, um, not really sure where that team was going to go. And kind of the success they're having this year is, is, you know, just shows the culture they have in that dressing room with the leadership they have. Um, that's one team that's definitely caught my eye. Um, you just look at sticking in the Atlantic, you look at the success Toronto Tampa and Boston, the top of the Atlantic continue to have. And then uh, moving into the West, I think the big surprise in the West would have to be Seattle this year. I think after what they had last year, you know, starting out as a, as a, as a new team an expansion team. Um, I don't think there was too much, you know, hype or pressure or expectations around that team this year, but they've kind of found their footing and they're making some noise in the West. So I would say in the East Boston and in the West uh, Seattle will be the two teams I think would be the biggest surprises and a positive uh, side of things for, for myself. No doubt. And that's a good, two good choices in terms of teams that have really been impressive Boston, especially when they started the season with no Charlie McAvoy right away. Grizzly and Carlo missed time on the blue line. Marshawn didn't uh, start the season right away either. And they and they were still winning games left and right early in the season with key injuries up front and on the blue line. Very impressive. And Seattle, you're right, very surprising to see them being this good. 
uh, so far this season. All right, let's get into the Thursday card. Uh, we've got seven games remaining. Of course, we've got the Flyers and the Leafs, mm-hmm. the next generation game in Toronto, which is already underway. Uh, and it is one nothing Flyers in the first period. We'll keep you up to date with that. But the rest of the games are tonight, and we'll start with the Battle of New York. Uh, the New York Islanders and the New York Rangers. Rangers minus 155, uh, home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Rangers uh, losing to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins on Tuesday night. Uh, I liked Pittsburgh in that game largely because of them getting their first shot at the Rangers since losing that first round series in seven games. Remember, Pittsburgh was up 3-1 in that series. Rangers came back 1-7. Crosby got KO'd in that series by Jacob Truba, and it kind of changed the whole complexion uh, of that series. And Pittsburgh was wound up for that game. Make no mistake about it. Uh, And uh, they end up getting the better of the Rangers. So that snaps a seven-game win streak for the uh, New York Rangers. They'll look to bounce back here tonight uh, against the Islanders, who have lost four of their last five games, suddenly kind of going in the other direction, uh, losing to Carolina, Boston, Arizona, uh, and Colorado, they did get the win against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights 5-2, uh, which was a nice win, but their uh, only win uh, during that span. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, get back in the win column here tonight against the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers, though, uh, not going to be easy. And look, to be honest with you, they didn't play a terrible game, the Rangers, against Pittsburgh. It was a pretty even game. Just the Penguins ended up capitalizing in the third period. It was a lovely give-and-go and a beautiful finish by Crosby to really give them that two-goal cushion which ended up being the game-winning goal uh, against the uh, Rangers the other night. Uh, you look at the uh, matchup here in terms of uh, lately, again, the Rangers are the team that's in, been in better uh, current form. And really the change for the Rangers has been you got to give Gerard Gallant credit, uh, an East Coaster. I know you guys a Turk, as they call him. Uh, Gerard mm-hmm. Gallant's done a nice job putting the kid line back together. Heedle, Lafreniere, and Kako, which was such a good line for them in the playoffs last year. Uh, he's pushed all the right buttons, you know, and uh, so I hope it simmers down the crowd that wanted him fired a couple weeks ago, which was absolutely absurd. Uh, you know, hopefully now people have settled down and realized, hey, uh, you're not going to get rid of this guy. He had a great season. He had a little struggle earlier in the season, but he's he's he's, he's doing the right things right now. Kreider, Trocek, and VC has gained some chemistry. Barclay Goudreau has actually been a nice fit with Panarin and Zibanejad. Uh, on the top line for the Rangers. So he's pushed all the right buttons, changing up the lines, and they've all worked out pretty well uh, for the Rangers. The Islanders on the flip side, you know, they've obviously uh, been uh, dealing with the loss of Adam Pellick uh, on the blue line. Uh, He's on IR right now, upper body injury. That's one of their best blue liners. So obviously everybody else has to pick up the slack uh, a little bit more in his absence. Looks like from a goaltending perspective tonight, Ilya Sorokin will be the starter for the Islanders. We expect Shesterkin for the New York Rangers. They're actually one of the few teams, New York, the Rangers, that is, that does not play tomorrow night. So you would think with no back-to-back situation, you're going to see uh, Igor Shesterkin in that tonight. And we've talked about uh, Sorokin here uh, lately that, you know, he's not been nearly as good the last few starts. He had given up three goals or more, actually a total of 13 goals in three straight starts against uh, St. Louis, Carolina, and Arizona. He did bounce back against Colorado, though. Even though they lost that game in a shootout, one nothing. he was magnificent. He faced 46 Colorado shots. He turned aside every single one of them. So a big bounce-back effort from Sorokin, even though the Avalanche ended up winning that game uh, in a shootout the other night. Uh, this is a tough one for me. I-, I lean Rangers. I don't know if I love the price. If I bet Rangers, it would only be in regulation. Uh, in this one, but I don't, I'm not overly uh, 
enamored with this uh, side here either way. But I lean Rangers, but not sure I'll end up uh, getting involved with it. Uh, what do you think here, Matt, Islanders and Rangers? Yeah, this is a tough one. Actually, for me, uh, I'm actually a Rangers fan myself. So this one's kind of near and dear to my heart, this game. Uh, you got to love this matchup just before Christmas. Uh, Rangers, Islanders, uh, you don't get much better than that. And it, like you said, it's nice to see the Rangers playing better hockey. The fact that, you know, people are asking for Turk's head a couple weeks ago just really was ridiculous. Um, you know, especially because it's not like they were playing terrible hockey. Um, you know, the rest of the, you look at the metropolitan division, it's stacked right now. It is, it's night in, night out. You're, you got six, seven teams there that could make the playoffs out of the metropolitan. It's that stacked. Um, but to me, this is a, this is a goaltending matchup between Shesterkin and Sorokin. Um, we're going to, people have been saying this year that Sorokin is kind of the favorite for potentially for winning the Vesna. Um, don't sleep on Shesterkin. Uh, to me, this is a great matchup. Like you said, I'm not a huge fan of, of the line myself. I don't know if I'm going to put anything on this game just because these teams always play each other tight. It's always, it's always a one goal game. Um, I think the number of five and a half is, is a great number for, for, you know, staying away from it because I, I see this potentially being a three, two or four, two game. Um, so I don't think it's one that you, uh, you want to be throwing too much money on myself. Um, I am also leaning Rangers, just not not because I'm a Rangers fan, but because the Rangers have been better, playing better hockey as of late. And like you said, that kid line is really starting to find their 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 groove here. Another big night the other night. Um, even though against Pittsburgh, I'm not surprised the Rangers lost that game. Like you said, with what happened last year in the playoffs, I think that's one that Pittsburgh had circled going into the start of the season. So for me, this is uh, this is going to be a close game. It's going to be a low scoring game. I look at it potentially a potentially a three, two Rangers win, but I think I'm going to stay away from the betting on this one. Wait for props for the Rangers. Goodrow VC, anybody on the kid line are worth a look right now, because those have been the three on that line. He especially he's picked up his point production big time. The last few games can't go wrong with Lafreniere or Kako. And certainly, like I say, Barkley Goodrow moving up to the top line. He's undervalued in the prop market. Uh, you've got Jimmy VC who had a ga couple games in a row where he scored in back-to-back -back games just recently uh, against Toronto and Philadelphia. Uh, he's been more prevalent offensively. So there's some options here from a goal uh, prop perspective here for the Rangers. That being said, you know, the total, by the way, 6-1-1 one, and one to the under in the last eight meetings between these two teams. It's been under heavy. They had one over, one under earlier this year in the two earlier season meetings this year. The Islanders actually won both of them. 3-0 at home, and then a 4-3 win at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. So uh, the Islanders are 2-0 head-to-head uh, against the Rangers this season. But I think the Rangers kind of want to get them back. And I think the Rangers are playing better hockey now than they were back when they played the Islanders in those two games uh, earlier this season. And those were late October, early November. That's when the Rangers were starting to go into their little swoon. So I do lean Rangers in regulation, but I don't know if I'll get involved in it. And next up here, we've got Washington and Ottawa. Capitals minus 125 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. The Ovechkin watch, if you will, continues uh, as he, going into this one. Of course, uh, Ovechkin continuing his pursuit of history. He hasn't scored in the last three games. Still sitting behind Gordie Howe on the all-time goals list. Uh, second place uh, right behind Howe, uh, at, uh, who has 801. And of course, Ovechkin stuck on 800 right now. But still, Capitals are playing good hockey. Uh, they've won seven of their last eight games, a 4-3 win against Detroit in their last game. 
They catch an Ottawa Senators team coming back off the road, a three-game trip through Detroit, Minnesota, and Winnipeg. They go one and two in those games. They lose the last two uh, against the Wild and the Jets. Uh, I definitely lean Washington here. I'm not looking to step in front of the Capitals. And I'm anti-Washington, Matt. Uh, I, I was not a fan of this team early in the season. I said, I'm going to look to bet against them quite a bit, and I did, and it worked out well because they didn't play well early in the season. But they're playing better hockey uh, right now, the Washington Capitals. It does concern me that TJ Oshie's out again. Uh, he's going to miss at least this game, uh, if not uh, the Friday game as well against uh, Winnipeg. Uh, so Oshie uh, going to be uh, missing both of those games due to uh, injuries for Washington. And there's been a long-running theme that we have pointed out on this show, Matt, where without TJ Oshie, they are a much worse team. Their win-loss record with and without TJ Oshie is a lot different, Washington. That being said, they had one game without him against Detroit, and they rallied from an early deficit to win that game. Uh, they still have, of course, Backstrom out. Fehervari still out on the blue line. Tom Wilson is closing in on a return, cleared for contact, was in a normal jersey on Wednesday, um, but they still want to get clearance from the doctors for him before he makes that season debut. But Tom Wilson is definitely close to coming back. You know, it's just a question of when, not if uh, he returns to the lineup. I think the key for the unfortunate part for the Capitals is this is someone that's been a really good prop bet lately. Nick Dowd, tricky Nicky Dowd, we call him, uh, down the lineup. He's in the bottom six forward group. He has suddenly been an offensive dynamo for the Capitals. Three goals, five points in the last four games uh, for the Washington Capitals. But unfortunately, he's been downgraded to questionable uh, for the game tonight uh, for the uh, Capitals as he's got a non-COVID illness. So he didn't practice yesterday. So keep an eye on his status. And you would say you would usually think, hey, Nick Dowd, you know, you can live without him. But he's actually been a bit of an offensive spark plug the last uh, few games for the uh, Washington Capitals. So they would miss him. I'd still look to uh, Washington, if anything, in this game. You look at uh, series history. Ottawa's actually won each of the last two, but long-term, it's still 8-2 and two for Washington, head-to-head -head against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, you look at Washington, too. I don't want to say they've opened things up, but they kind of have the last few games. They're trending over the total. They're trying to get more offense in their game. I think part of it is the mental side of it where we want to get Ovechkin to 801, 802 and beyond so much. We're opening things up. We're taking more chances. If I'm a blue liner, I'm pinching in more than I normally would. So you're seeing the Capitals play a little bit more of an up and down style of hockey lately. Uh, and that could translate into the over here in this game, Ottawa back home, you know, where I think they, they don't mind playing a little bit more of an up and down style of hockey. And the, keep in mind too, these two teams, when they've met the last three times in the uh, Canadian nation's capital, that being Ottawa, uh, all three games have gone over the total. We've seen 5-3, 7-5, and 5-2 final scores uh, between these two teams the last three times they've met here in Ottawa. So definitely looking at the Capitals and the over if I'm betting this one. What do you think, Matt? Capitals, Senators? Yeah, I, I think you're right on with the over for this one. Like you said, both these teams like to open it up and – uh, for me, Ottawa is that type of team that like, they don't mind, you know, winning five, two or losing five, two, they, they're, they're all in, they're all in their offense. Um, they're, they're, they're short on the back end right now. We both know they're missing. They're a couple D away from really being a playoff team. Um, they just recently signed Zub there yesterday for a four year deal. Um, but to me, Ottawa look to them, look to them to open it up. A uh, former teammate of mine, Drake Batherson has been on fire lately. Um, that you got players, you know, Giroux's really starting to find, you know, his footing with the Sens. 
Um, you look at what Brady Kachuk brings as their captain. Great fight a couple weeks ago, kind of to, to spark um, Ottawa against the Rangers there, uh, center ice tilt there at um, that at, at MSG. But to me, this one screams over. Uh, you have, especially with Washington, like you said, they're not the same team without TJ Oshie. But the style they're playing right now is is let's try and get one, give them one back and forth hockey. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the most systematic hockey that either one of these teams play. But if you're a casual fan, this would be a game that you'd love to go watch or love to tune into because you're going to see two-on-ones. You're going to see three-on-twos. You're going to see breakaways. You're going to see power plays. This is a game that's exciting for a fan to watch. It might not be probably from a coaching side of things, the most clean game you're going to watch tonight. But for a fan side of things, this is one you want to tune into. Uh, I do think Washington is the better team still. I think Ottawa is still a year away from maybe two years away. They need, you know, Sanderson's really starting to come on the back end. You see that him playing in the top four minutes has really helped him. But uh, to me, Ottawa's still struggling. You know, they're not getting the best goaltending, kind of what they hope for at Cam Talbot. He hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been great either. And to me, I look at this game being a 5-3 game with potentially Washington winning. Yeah, I agree. I think goals I think goals is the best way to bet this game, I, honestly, is over. Uh, I, don't, I think I like the total a little bit more than the Washington side, although, again, it's a reasonable price. It's a buck 20, buck 25 with Washington here on the road, a 7-1 and one in their last eight games. I think it's just this whole Ovechkin thing, it's actually got them playing with great energy, too. And again, long term, it's been dominance here with the uh, Capitals 17 and four last 21 head to heads against Ottawa five and one in their last six trips to Ottawa for the uh, Capitals uh, as well. So yeah, Washington here uh, and also over the total uh, in this one for me uh, prop wise, look uh, Ovechkin over one and a half points and to score a goal after a rare back-to-back games without a goal is not a bad uh, thought. Connor Sheary remains undervalued on the top line with Stroman Ovi. Uh, Milano on the second line. Mantha started to get a little offense going. I think for Ottawa, Stutzla's still out, it looks like, uh, tonight for them. But uh, Kachuk's been picking it up. Debrinkit started to get going. Uh, pin- actually, Debrinkit, Pinto, and Batherson, you know, on the second line have been very good lately uh, for the uh, it's Ottawa Senators. Actually, Batherson's on a friggin' roll right now uh, at this point in time. You look at his last six games, and he has uh, five goals and last six games for Drake Batherson. So, uh, you know, if you're going to involve yourself with props on the Ottawa side, Batherson's got to be at the top of your list. Um, Debrinkit's got to be a, 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 a consideration. Shane Pinto's got to be a consideration. So that whole line right now, that second line is really uh, getting things done for the uh, Senators at the offensive end of the ice, no question. Uh, Winnipeg Jets and Boston Bruins now. We've got Boston minus 240. Uh, home favorites, uh, the total six here pretty much across the board uh, in this game. Um, Boston, another big price. I mean, that's where we're at with Boston. I mean, they're 25-4-2. and two. They've yet to lose in regulation on home ice. 17 wins and two overtime shootout losses at home. That's it. And they're coming off a destruction over the Florida Panthers, 7-3 to three, uh, in their last game. Um, but this is a huge price for them to be laying against a – more than capable Winnipeg team. I mean, Winnipeg has had a very good season. Winnipeg's 21 and 11. Winnipeg's nine and six on the road. You know, this is a capable hockey team. And here's the Boston Bruins laying minus 240 against them as if they're playing chopped liver, as if they're playing one of the mediocre to below average teams in the National Hockey League. 
based on pr- price point here, I, I certainly lean a little to the Jets. I mean, it's just a huge number to be putting out there. Connor Hellebuck has been terrific this season. He's confirmed as the starting goaltender tonight for the Winnipeg Jets in this game. Uh, and you look at uh, Boston, too. They played Florida. They played uh, you know a bunch of uh, big games, close games, where the Kings and the Islanders games went to a shootout. They played Vegas twice, you know, the Bruce Cassidy, you know, bowl, if you will. Uh, they played some big-time games. Winnipeg, more than capable, I mean, uh, in this game. You look at even in Boston, when Boston's beaten them there the last two times, they were close competitive games, 3-2 and 5-4. You know, it's not like the Bruins beat the Jets very easily uh, in in terms of uh, those two games. So, you know, it's just a huge number to be laying with the uh, Boston Bruins here in this game, even though they've been absolutely magnificent. Uh, and the thing that's scary about Boston, and we've talked about this, Matt, with them, is it's not all Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak. No, 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 no. DeBrusque's had a nice year. Taylor Hall's had a resurgent offensive year. Charlie Coyle has given them offense down the uh, lineup right now. So there's definitely a lot of different play. Uh, Thomas Noshek, you know, has given them uh, depth scoring to the Bruins uh, throughout the uh, course of the season. So it's been all hands on deck. Uh, it is worth noting, Craig Smith, this guy's gone through a lot. You know, he's been healthy scratched. He's been in and out of the lineup. He's had a tough year offensively, sitting on just one goal and three assists. He was sent down to Providence in the American Hockey League. They've called him back up, and he will be in the lineup, albeit on the fourth line for the uh, Boston Bruins tonight with Tomas Noshek and Nick Foligno. I'd still sprinkle on him to score a goal tonight. I just get that. I love these situations. I know Jimmy Murphy, who's a colleague of ours on this show, and Boston Bruins beat writer and reporter for a long time as a proponent of backing the players that are back in the lineup after being demoted or healthy scratched. And there's always a, a situation where they come back into the lineup, they play with purpose, uh, and they want to show coaching staff that, hey, you made the right decision giving me a chance. I'm still a good player. I've been in this league for a long time. I can still produce offensively. So you watch, even if he is on the fourth line, you watch Craig Smith go out there and probably have a pretty solid game tonight back in the lineup on the fourth line for the Bruins. And you can get him at plus 525 to score a goal at some books here uh, in this game tonight. So I think I'll sprinkle a few bucks on that. But as far as the money line goes, I have to lean Winnipeg. I think I'll put a flyer, small flyer bet on the uh, Jets here, no pun intended, uh, with Winnipeg here at uh, plus 200. I, I honestly did not plan that to say it that way. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Jets and Bruins. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard not to put a little bit on Winnipeg with that number. I mean, like you said, Winnipeg's a good hockey team. And especially knowing Connor Hellebuck's and Nets tonight. Um, but I think that just shows how good Boston's been at home this year, that they're getting that, you know, low of odds at home. Like to me though, I feel I feel like anyone who, you know, likes to sprinkle a little bit on a road dog, this is a game that you're looking at, you know, knowing that, okay, I'm gonna put a little bit on this on Winnipeg because like we said, Winnipeg's a good hockey team, and you have to tip your cat cap to Rick Bonus and the job he's done this year because they haven't really made any significant changes to their lineup. Um, to me, this is just you got to tip your hat to coaching and the kind of the philosophy he's. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen with Wheeler. You know, stripping the C off Wheeler in the off season and and how that was going to you know change the room but it seems that everyone's pulling the rope in the right direction and everything you hear out of that locker room is how they love playing for rick bonus and how the culture's changed and how they're they're just really enjoying playing hockey where sometimes i think it gets overlooked that you know for a lot of these guys yes it's it's a living it's a job and, and some guys just don't go to the rink and have a lot of fun 
but you can tell that right now the Jets are having fun playing hockey. And this to me could be a game of the night matchup. Um, I look at, like you said, is Smith Barry's one. I'll be watching for that. That would be great to see. You love, you love a guy who's up and down in and out of the lineup and battling adversity. And to me, you know, this is a game right here that, you know, Boston wants to go into the holidays with this record. It's something they want to have is where they, they go in not losing a game in regulation at, at home. So, but to me, I just, as, as someone who likes to likes the action a little bit, I, I got to go on the jets to me to put a little bit money down. Um, to win this game. Um, if not win, but at least maybe a plus one and a half, but uh, uh, I'm definitely going to look to jets. That being said, this could easily be seven, three Bruins the way they've been playing lately. Um, like you said, the way they, they handled their business earlier this week. Um, but uh, tip your cap to, to Rick bonus and the jets. And that's a team that uh, I don't think people had potentially in the playoffs. If they did, they had maybe as a wild card team, but they've definitely, uh, been much improved compared to where people thought they would be going into the regular season. Yep, no doubt. Uh, there we go. I like this. We got a comment from a Jets fan in our YouTube chat. Jets two, Bruins three in overtime. Poster not game winning goal. And he apparently, from all indications, he's a Jets fan. You see in the uh, display picture there. So that's an unbiased take right there. Uh, we love to see that. Yeah, you got it. When you're a fan of the team, you know, you got to give unbiased opinions. Like I grew up a Sabres fan. I still like to see them do well, but I don't come on here every day saying the Sabres are a good bet. You know, you got to pick your spots for sure. And uh, you got to separate your heart from your uh, betting decisions, uh, as we always say. Speaking of betting decisions involving Jets players, don't sleep on Sam Gagne, the old veteran. He's on the second mm -hmm. line now. He's getting power play minutes. He scored the other night. He's a good undervalued prop option here. He's actually scored two goals in the last three games and has three points. Uh, in the last three games for the Jets. So Sam Gagne is a good bargain bin option in the player prop market. Um, uh, well, who else? Uh, Perfetti's up on the top line. He's on the number one power play unit as well. And this guy, Kevin Stenland, who's actually playing on the fourth line, he scored the other night for the Jets. He's on the fourth line, but he's also on the second power play unit. So even with a guy like that, you could get an incredible price for him to score a goal. I mean, you're talking, you know, plus 400, 500 in, in some spots. So, there's a couple deep shots here that are worth taking on the Jets. Gagne, uh, worth a look. Uh, you know, I think uh, Perfetti worth a look. You could even go with Morgan Barron. Carson Kuhlman, I'm going to stand by looking toward him to score a goal, even though he didn't the other night because he's playing on the top line for the uh, Jets uh, alongside Shifley uh, and Perfetti. So you could go back to Carson Kuhlman again. And uh, like I said, Stenlin, because he's getting power play time. Again, sprinkle a little bit. I think he might get a return. Uh, on at least a couple of those potentially tonight in this game. All right, Carolina-Pittsburgh, one of the games of the night for sure here. Pittsburgh minus 130, home favorites, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, this is a rematch, by the way. These two teams just played each other on Sunday down in Kakalaki, uh, and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes got the 3-2 win uh, in that game uh, over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh, after the game, was pretty frustrated. They felt, hey, that game, we had a lead in the third. We let it get away from us and said, you know, we made some mistakes that kind of gave the game to the Hurricanes. We can't wait to see them again and kind of pay them back. Uh, there were a couple players that said that following that game. So this is definitely a spot Pittsburgh looking to uh, avenge that loss. And look, I've, it's not easy to go against Carolina right now. They're playing some excellent hockey. No question about that. Pyotr Kochetkov and Nett has been uh, absolutely scintillating uh, in between the pipes for the Hurricanes. 
Sebastian Ajo, the thought he might get, come back against New Jersey. He didn't. Still questionable game time decision for tonight uh, for Carolina. Uh, Tristan Jari confirmed in net for the Penguins. He was very good to pre preserve the lead against the Rangers the other night. But I think the short turnaround revenge spot, Pittsburgh's now won six straight home games. You know, they lost to Carolina Sunday. As much as it's tough to bet against Carolina right now, I'm going toward Pittsburgh here at minus 130 to minus 140 right now, depending on which book you look at. Actually, you can get as low as minus 129, minus 132 in some spots. So uh, make sure you shop around here, get the best of the number. But I do like Pittsburgh here to rebound and get the best of uh, Carolina after Carolina beat them on uh, Sunday. And this is also Alex B. Smith, not on the show today. He'll be back tomorrow. This is his best bet for the show today. Pittsburgh money line here, uh, minus 132. Uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, for Alex B. Smith. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Hurricanes, Penguins. Yeah, this is going to be a great hockey game. Uh, I think you got to just tip your cap to what Sidney Crosby's done this year. It's crazy that, uh, you know, how great he's been this year and how he, he's not getting any, you know, love where he probably should be for the year he's putting together. And it just shows what type of player he's been and what kind of leader he is. Um, that at, I think, you know, at his age that he's right now, I think he's on pace for 107, 108 points this year, um, close to 50 goals. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get there, but I mean, every night you look, he's got one and one, so you just never know. But, uh, to me, like you said, Pittsburgh's been dominant at home lately. Uh, this is one right now for Pittsburgh to me. It's, it's, I like Pittsburgh by potentially two goals in this game. Um, I like the over as well in this game. Um, I'm looking at potentially a 4-2 Pittsburgh win, empty net goal to hit the over. Uh, but the way Pittsburgh's been playing, the way Malkin's been playing as well, um, he's not getting enough credit also. He's playing well. Gensel is probably one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, it's crazy the fact that Chris Letang's back already after what happened to him earlier in the year. Um, Pittsburgh just finds ways to win hockey games. And to me, this one is, you know, don't take anything away from Carolina. Carolina's, you know, top of their division right now. They're a great hockey team. But like you said, I'm kind of leaning towards Pittsburgh in this one. The loss Sunday, that's number one. Number two is they're at home. They've played very good on home ice. They've won six straight home games, Pittsburgh. Uh, Carolina is tough to go against. I don't. Usually, when a team's on a six-game win streak like Carolina, I usually don't go against them from a betting standpoint. But I'm making an exception tonight because Pittsburgh, I think, you know, they they they, they didn't give the game away. But the end, when you have a two-one lead in Carolina, you want to be able to button it down and finish that game off and win. And they let uh, Carolina tie it up, then take the lead, and they lost that game. I think they got a chance to bounce back. And keep in mind too, they faced Casey DeSmith Sunday. Uh, in the game against uh, Pittsburgh for uh, Carolina. They didn't face Jari. You know, Jari did not play that day, so they'll face Jari here this time around uh, for the uh, uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So a little tougher assignment, in my opinion. As far as the props go, Ricard Raquel continues to be terrific. Uh, they got Jason Zucker back before his injury. He was finding the back of the net. He was producing offensively. It goes without saying, Crosby seems like every night he's – uh, doing something for the uh, Penguins and chipping in. And he's been magnificent, really, since the early part of November. The goal streak and point streaks he's been on uh, has been absolutely magnificent. So uh, definitely liking uh, a few pe Penguin props tonight for uh, Carolina. I'd target Natchez 
I'd target Stefan Nason. Stefan Nason continues to be dramatically undervalued for the Canes. He's feeling it right now. He's got three goals, four points in the last four games for this Carolina Hurricanes team. And you look at the prices with him uh, that you can get just to score a goal, plus 370. To get a power play point, plus 315 plus 325 and it's worth a look because if you look at, if you actually look at the numbers here he's gotten a lot of power play points this year for the uh, hurricanes a lot of his points have come on on the power play so a uh, very undervalued player uh stefan nason right now for the uh, carolina hurricanes as he continues to get more opportunity because rod brindamore sees how well he's playing uh, offensively for him right now the total could go either way in this one you know uh, definitely and I wish Matt luck with the uh, under Carolina's gone five and one to the under their last six games. Pittsburgh's four zero and one to the under their last five games. But you are talking about a five and a half year uh, with this total. So a little bit lower total to deal with, which is always better uh, if you're going to look toward the over. All right. Before we continue along, Matt and I, with the rest of the NHL card, uh, we're going to pause to hear from one of our sponsors uh, and talk about our good friends from Gramco. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field screen, racetrack, or, or the ice. Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake and bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, let's continue on. We've got the Seattle Kraken and the Vancouver Canucks. We've got Seattle, uh, minus 115 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, uh, Vancouver, I've got to see it now uh, at this point before I'm ready to back this team. I took a shot with Saint, with them against St. Louis the other night. They were off that disappointing, dispirited home effort against Winnipeg Saturday night. They lost 5-1. They said all the right things. We, we need to start winning our home games because we're not playing well enough here at Rogers Arena. And they could proceed to play another bad home game. So, you know, they're five and ten now uh, on home ice. So I'm not, I'm I, I need to see this team step up, get a win uh, before I'm ready to back them again on home ice. Especially when you're talking about this kind of price, uh, where it's around even money. It doesn't feel like it's great value with a minus one ten type of price with a team that's just five and ten on home ice this year. Seattle went through a little bit of a funk there, one and five uh, losing skid, but. They bounced back with two consecutive home wins against the Winnipeg Jets and the C and the St. Louis Blues. Coincidentally, the same two teams that Vancouver just lost to uh, in a row. So uh, we'll see if Vancouver can uh, bounce back here. For me, I would only look at the over in this game. Uh, Vancouver is still struggling to keep the puck out of their own net or Saint, the Seattle team total over uh, because you would think they've got the opportunity to do a bunch of the scoring. Spencer Martin, you want? I worry a little bit about Spencer Martin who there's been many games that the only reason the Canucks have a chance to win is because Spencer Martin was great in net. But, you know, he's faced, he's now started a bunch of games in a row with uh, Thatcher Demko still on IR. And I don't know if his play is as good as it once was. His play is deteriorating at least a little bit 
uh, in between the pipes. He's now given up four goals or more uh, in four of his last six starts. You know, that's a sign of a goalie that's not playing as well. It's a sign of a goalie that might be going through some fatigue. You know, a lot of starts that he's not used to at the NHL level. I think Spencer Martin hasn't started double-digit number of games in a row ever before, especially at the NHL level like he is now. So you wonder if he's, you know, starting to wear down a little bit. Uh, I'm staying off a side. Uh, again, it kind of seems like it's a desperation, sense of urgency spot for Vancouver. Maybe you want to make a case for them, but I said the same damn thing against St. Louis, and they proceeded to lose that game 5-1, a night where they didn't even have Jordan Cairo uh, in the lineup either uh, for the uh, – Saint, and actually, no, he was in the lineup that night. It was the St. Louis game, I, I beg your pardon, that uh, he was out. He got the hat trick uh, against the uh, Canucks in that uh, 5-1 win. But regardless, it's a Vancouver team. I need to see it before I believe it from them. I would lean Seattle. I probably will play the over here, 6.5. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Kraken and Canucks. Yeah, the, the Canucks have... Uh... They've kind of been a mess this year. Uh, I don't think they they thought it was going to go the way it has. I know they're they're talking about you know look at the Horvat situation there that they're de dealing with right now. You know you got your captain, your leader who you don't know whether he's being shipped, whether he's going to stay. It sounds like he is going to be shipped at some point this year. Um, I'm hearing also that potentially Tyler Myers may be on the move, looking to free up some cap space there. Uh, like you said, Demko he just hasn't been the same as he was you know last year. He's like you said he's let in four four goals his last three starts. He, uh, he's been struggling in fairness to him. He hasn't got much run support up front. Um, Bruce, there it is just really isn't uh, going like they thought it would uh, last year. And to me, this is a team that just doesn't have their identity. They don't really know what they are. They, they signed JT Miller to that big deal last year. People are already on JT Miller about that deal. It just seems that they don't know what their identity is. To me, this is a team that has to take, more than a few steps back. I don't think they're close. Um, I think they are one of those teams that are trying to patchwork it together and try and, you know, keep it on the rails kind of thing. But I feel like this team needs a complete overhaul. And it sounds like they have potentially realized that over the past few weeks. And, uh, and the Canucks nation, you now they're, they're a very passionate fan base. And I feel like you're hearing them more and more this year. And, to me, this game, I lean Seattle as well. I think, like I said at the start of the show, you got to tip your cap to what Seattle's done, especially early in the year with Seattle with the Shane Wright, where they they Shane Wright wasn't playing much, and and you know, coach says no, no, this is we we believe in our group here, and we believe Shane Wright's going to be a really good player for us, you know, down the road. But right now, you know, we're here to, we're here to win hockey games, and in the NHL, it you know, at the end of the day, you have to win hockey games, and jobs are on the line, and. To me, Seattle, uh, I, I like Seattle in this game. I also, six and a half is a big number, but this is another game that could easily hit the over, um, especially with uh, Elias Pettersson still day-to-day -day for Vancouver. I look at Seattle to win this game. I don't know if I'll be putting any action on this game. I'll probably shy away from this one, but to me, Seattle is, is a much better team. Vancouver just doesn't have an identity right now, and there's a lot of turmoil around Vancouver and not just what's happening on the ice. I agree with that. Yep, I definitely think uh, we lean Seattle. I think I like the over a little bit more because I think we'll get some offense out of the Canucks here in this game. It's not like Martin Jones and um, Philip Grubauer have been shutting the door uh, in net the last few games for Seattle. So I like the over, and you're right, I'm – I'm not back in Vancouver till I see something. 
especially on home ice. I'm not back in Vancouver again on home ice till I see them put a good performance on the board. Simple as that. And Elias Patterson is a game-time decision tonight, and they do miss him if he doesn't play. He's missed the last two games against Winnipeg and St. Louis. He had seven points in five games uh, before his injury. So uh, we'll see if they get Patterson back. Obviously, he is missed in that Canucks lineup. All right, Calgary and Los Angeles next game here. Flames minus 120, road favorite, six the total in this one. I'm going to come back to Calgary again tonight in this game. I think they, I think this team has a hot streak in them. I think they're showing early signs of a hot streak potentially developing. You know, it's uh, times in the past I've been hesitant to buy into Calgary, starting to put their best foot forward. But you look at, I know it's San Jose, so you don't want to overreact. It's not a good hockey team they beat. But 5-2, 7-3 victories in back-to-back games against the Sharks. They got their offense going, their power play starting to heat up. All of these players that are just, they expected a lot from this year, they're starting to contribute. Nazem Kadri's starting to feel it. Lindholm's starting to get going. Tyler Toffoli's been excellent lately. And my guy, Dylan Dubé, who I have been talking about for weeks on this show, who I have been betting his goal prop, his point prop, his power play points props. We've been going everywhere in the prop market with Dylan Dubé the last few games and he is on a tremendous role i think 13 points in the last 12 games for the uh, calgary flames scoring now in multiple games that's why the difference right now i mean kadri's heating up lindholm's heating up dubay's been excellent for the uh, calgary flames i'll get the specific numbers on dubay right now but yeah it's been a, a terrific run for him he's scored now in back-to-back games and yeah this point streak of his two three five seven eight thirteen points for uh, Dylan Dubé, yeah, in the last 12 games, just as I said. So it's been an incredible run for him, uh, no question. Uh, These are all prop guys that are worth a look tonight, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, L.A. is going to have Phoenix Copley uh, in net tonight for them, coming off a 4-1 victory, their third win in a row, uh, beating Anaheim 4-1. But beating Anaheim is uh, not saying a whole lot uh, these days with how much they've struggled so far uh, this season. You look at the uh, success that Calgary has had, uh, against LA, uh, they've won four of the last six meetings. They've t- they've won each of their last two uh, visits here to La La Land. Uh, they beat one in LA three two back in April uh, last year, and then December uh, last year they won also by a three two score uh, in LA. So I just think now is the right time here, maybe to be buying in a little bit on this Calgary Flames team after some rough times, some inconsistency. Look toward them maybe to get uh, on the beam a little bit here and get on a little through the uh, Christmas break. Uh, Dan Vladar, by the way, is going to start for the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, he was in net the last time we saw him was against Toronto, uh, a 5-4 overtime loss. But, you know, prior to that game, he did give up five in the loss to the Leafs. But prior to that, he gave up two, uh, three, two, and two in his previous starts. You know, his numbers are pretty solid this year, all things considered. They have a winning record with him in net. So, I like Calgary here, minus 115, minus 120. Playable price uh, on the Flames. See if we can catch them as they get on a bit of a roll. I like the over as well in this one. I know it's over-centric card for me tonight, uh, except maybe not so much the next game we'll talk about. But this one, I think we could see some goals in it as well with the Flames and the Kings. And keep in mind, that 4-1 game with L.A. against Anaheim, L.A. put up 41 shots in that game, and they put up 41 shots in back-to-back games. So they're really firing the rubber at the net getting a lot of chances, testing goalies, peppering goalies. That's usually a good recipe 
for overs, these teams that are shooting from anywhere. And it looks like the Kings are doing that right now. So Calgary in the over for me. What do you think here, Matt? Flames and Kings. Yeah, I kind of feel bad jumping on your podcast and agreeing with you the whole time and not mixing it up too much. But uh, to me, I'm also leaning Calgary and the over. Uh, like you said, Calgary is just finally fi finding their footsteps here. Uh, Huberto, yes, it, it took a little bit to get going, but he's starting to find his groove here. I look at Elias Lindholm and, and he's really starting to get going. You know, I look at Elias Lindholm for a goal this game. I, I, I'm looking him player prop goal for sure. Uh, the Kings, I think the Kings overachieved a bit last year. I think they were one year early to where they thought they were going to be. Um, I look at the Kings to be a good hockey team here another year or two, but they're just not quite there yet. Um, you might see them slide into a playoff spot as a wild card team. Uh, but I think the Kings are, you know, doing it the right way, taking their time with it. They're not rushing things. And I think for the Kings side of things, they're right where they need to be long-term, for Calgary, when you make, you know, big offseason moves like they did, you know, sometimes it takes time. It, it doesn't all come together right overnight, where I think the fan base and, you know, the league was was a little maybe too tough on them early, you know, has, saying that, wow, you know, bringing in Huberto and, you know, bringing in Uyghur on D and, and you know, losing Kachuk. And, and there's a lot of changes that happen with this team. And like I said, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't come together overnight. Sometimes it takes 30, 40 games to really find your groove as a team, find your identity, you know, get used to playing in a new league, you know, the playing in a new environment where, you know, there's a big difference between playing in Florida to playing in, playing in Calgary. It's two different markets. It's, you know, Western conference, Eastern conference, you're playing different, you know, different schedules, you're. To me, this is a team that's starting to find their groove, uh, especially you look at Nazem Kadri. He's healthy. He's playing good hockey. I look at Calgary to really, you know, shine over the next two, three months and, you know, really chase down potentially a top seed in the Western Conference. And I think we've seen that over the last couple of weeks that they're really finding their footing. Uh, you look at Markstrom, he still hasn't had where, you know, I'd say his best year. He's probably pretty... You know, he's working a lot with the goalie coach is something they always say when they give give the, the starter a little time off, you know, give him time with the goalie coach. But uh, to me, you're going to see Markstrom a lot more in the second half of the year. And sometimes when your number one goalie isn't playing all the time, it's not the worst thing in the world. So I look at Calgary to win this game and I look at Calgary to go on a little run here in the new year. I agree with everything there. I think they're going to go on a run in the new year. It is kind of worrisome. I like Calgary tonight. But the one thing that I do worry about is Copley has played way above expectations. You know, he's mm -hmm. five and one, you know, as a starting goaltender here for the Kings. His numbers are really good. I, I don't know if it's going to continue though, because this is a guy that's been bounced around from St. Louis, Washington, multiple organizations uh, in the past. You know, if he keeps this up, good on him. And I'll say salute. I'll admit I was wrong. He played great, and uh, he'll lead the Kings to victory tonight. But I, I got to see more. It's a very small sample size. And like I said, it's still someone that's been, you know, up and down NHL to the minor leagues and been with multiple organizations now. I would still like to see more of what uh, Phoenix Copley can provide moving forward before I'm ready to say, okay, he's he's the real deal now. He's suddenly number one goaltending material uh, at this point in time. So, uh I'm going to need to see more. And Calgary right now is heating up offensively. So I think it's going to be a good challenge tonight. No question for Phoenix Copley and that. And the Kings, who, again, have had some issues defensively for 
a large part of the last month. If you look at their defensive numbers, they haven't been great. All right. Uh, so the, the props I mentioned of on Calgary earlier that I like, Dubé leading the way. Uh, uh, Lindholm's probably a good prop. Lindholm has been rolling right now for the uh, Flames. What's he got? Uh, eight points in the last three games. <laughs> That's pretty damn good uh, for Elias Lindholm there. Eight points in the last three games. So uh, definitely some good prop considerations. As far as L.A. goes, I'm just looking to see if anyone is moving uh, up the lineup for them tonight. You know, those are always bet on prop situations oftentimes for me. I don't think that's going to necessarily be the case as much for them tonight, but certainly, you know, we consider Fiala, who again has been a little bit better lately for the uh, LA Kings. Uh, Adrian Kempe, Ayafalo starting to get going, and Ayafalo might be a little undervalued right now. He's with Dano and Trevor Moore uh, on the second line right now for the uh, LA Kings. So those are a couple options on the LA side I'd consider in this game as well. All right, our final game of this Thursday uh, NHL card, Minnesota Wild taking on the uh, San Jose Sharks. We've got Minnesota minus 170 uh, road favorites in this game. The total six uh, pretty much across the board. I mean, the only hesitation I would have backing Minnesota tonight would be the fact that they're on a back-to-back uh, situation here. Um, other than that, though, will that be enough? That remains to be seen to scare me off taking them tonight after they got the uh, 4-1 win in Anaheim uh, last night. Perhaps, but I'm still probably going to sprinkle a little small bet. Nothing nothing significant because, again, there is a rest advantage in play here for San Jose, but that's really the only advantage they have. They've lost three in a row. The defense has really struggled. I mean, uh, you look at the way they defended against Calgary uh, a couple nights ago. That start to the game was horrendous. It looked like a team that was just totally ill-prepared to start a hockey game. You know, they gave up two goals in the blink of an eye uh, in the first minute of that game. It was absolutely uh, brutal, and they never rebounded from that, uh, and they end up losing to a Calgary 7-3. to Neither goalie for the San Jose Sharks right now is inspiring a ton of confidence. Reimer or uh, Kapo Kakinen, uh, both of those guys have struggled uh, for the San Jose Sharks. If it's Kakinen tonight and there is no goalie confirmation, but I would think they'll give Kakinen the look against his former team, uh, the Minnesota Wild, but... He still hasn't been great, and I know he'll be fired up to play Minnesota if he starts, but he's still not a goalie that's in good form right now uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Meanwhile, uh, on the back-to-back, as expected, Philip Gustafson is going to get the start tonight after Marc-Andre Fleury uh, got the nod last night, and Philip Gustafson's been very good. I mean, 7-4-1, 2.3 goals against average, 9.22 save percentage in 12 games this year. He is 6-0. Uh, in his last six starts in net for the Wild, he's given up just nine goals uh, over those six starts as well. So he's rolling. He has got incredible confidence going right now. Uh, it is obviously, like I said, Minnesota back-to-back on the road. The spot's not great. But I don't know if I've seen enough in San Jose to buy into them being capable of pulling the upset here tonight. And Tomas Hurdle remains out, of course, serving that suspension. Uh, he has missed, puts more... Uh, pressure on Meyer, Couture, uh, LeBanc, uh, Barabanov, players like that to step up. Although I do say Barabanov continues to be undervalued a little bit in the prop market, and he did score one of the goals against Calgary on Tuesday night. He might be the one player worth a look from a prop standpoint for San Jose. But really, I'm just looking at Minnesota in regulation here, although I'm going to keep it to a smaller stake uh, in this game. Uh, just because they're on a back-to-back, but I do think they can still get the uh, victory here in 60 minutes. Just not a whole lot of confidence right now uh, in San Jose at the moment. And this Minnesota team, as we've talked about during this 
six-game win streak they're on, they're playing some excellent defensive hockey. They're not giving up a lot. They're not giving up tons of shots. They're not giving up a great amount of quality, high-danger scoring chances. And they have now held teams in the last six games during this win streak to a grand total of six goals uh, in the last six games. Very impressive stuff from Minnesota defensively. So uh, Minnesota in regulation for me in this one, albeit a little bit of a smaller bet. What do you think here, uh, Matt, Minnesota and San Jose? Yeah, this is one for me that I feel like Minnesota just needs to go in there, handle business, get their two points and, you know, enjoy Christmas break. Um, you know, Kirill Kaprizov, he, I still think he doesn't get enough credit um, for how good that guy is. He, every night he is explosive. He is fun to watch. It's the first time in a while that, you know, people tune in to watch Minnesota games to watch a specific player. Um, he's exciting to watch. Uh, he's all over the score sheet. He makes play. He he makes his line mates better. Um, Zuccarello he just continues to get better. Uh, Zuccarello with the Rangers, you know, eight nine years ago was something, and and Zuccarello is a better player now than he was with the Rangers, and and that's saying something. Uh, to me, Minnesota handles business tonight. They're off tomorrow. This is one to me. You win this game, you have a nice little Christmas break. Uh, San Jose, they're they're rebuilding. They're just not there yet. Um, and like you said, what San Jose did the other night against Calgary, giving up two goals in the first you know thirty seconds of a game is is basically unac unacceptable, especially on home ice. Uh, to me, I look at Minnesota to win this hockey game pretty easily. Um, I think this could be a four four five one game. I just don't think San Jose has has the firepower to keep up with Minnesota, especially the way, like you said, they've been playing offensively and even more importantly, defensively, they're not giving up goals. Like, you know, last year they were winning games six, four, seven, seven, four, where, where now they can win the three, three, one game, which I look at Minnesota to win this hockey game and uh, pretty easily, to be honest with you. All right, Minnesota with confidence, uh, says Matt, to win uh, decisively here. So maybe he might even go a step further than I did and maybe go minus one and a half here with uh, Minnesota on the puck line, which would be plus 150, plus 155 uh, would be the uh, price, if you like, the uh, wild here uh, on the puck line in the, this game. And definitely in terms of uh, Minnesota uh, player props, really it's been the big guns that have been carrying the uh, way, although Connor Dewar uh, did get a uh, goal last night. But uh, again, Hartman's back. It really rounds out that lineup. Uh, nicely, but definitely, I mean, uh, you look at the, uh, and he did score last night as well. I think Hartman probably worth a look here. Uh, he is a boldy with a goal, two assists and three points. He's always a threat. Zuccarello has been insane. The production from him uh, during this stretch, he finally got held without a point uh, in the Anaheim game last night, but still prior to that, this is a guy that just in the five games before that had 10 points. So he's been absolutely spectacular. Zuccarello. Uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And then you've got uh, Kaprizov, uh, who's just uh, continues to do his thing, scoring goals almost nightly. Uh, and in just in the last five games alone, he's got eight points. So those have been the guys stirring the, uh, the, uh, the straw, stirring the drink for the uh, Minnesota Wild. It's been that group of players. And uh, it's going to be up to San Jose to contain them uh, here tonight uh, in this game. Uh, great stuff from an unexpected special guest here on the uh, Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. We were expecting Jonathan Hardy. We wish him well. Hopefully he's feeling better uh, soon. But, man, what a you're no average fill-in, my friend. You did a phenomenal job. You hit it out of the park. Uh, Matt Wright, thank you very much for filling in. Last second, like all of a sudden, he's just uh, – uh, Jonathan said, hey, ask uh, Matt to be on the show. And I did, and you were ready. 
and you jumped on right away uh, as the show was starting and you did a hell of a job, a little technical snafu at the beginning, yeah. but we overcame that. Uh, great stuff, Matt. So good. We might look to get you back on the show in the new year. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, anytime you need someone to fill in uh, last minute, give me a call. Uh, well, I, like I want to say, just appreciate you having me on uh, best of luck with the, uh, with the, with your show and uh, you know, enjoy your holidays, Ian. And uh, it's going to be an exciting second half of the NHL season. And uh, it's, uh, it's always great that you get some games right before Christmas. So uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, enjoy your holidays. You know what we'll do. And uh, cause I did, how much time have you got? Do you got to run? No, I'm uh, no rush here today. Okay, very good. Cause we're going to do the best bet segment, but we got, we're going to run a commercial first and then we'll get to best bets and then we'll wrap up uh, the show. So think of a best bet that you like the most on this card. And we'll get to that in a second. Patreon.com slash ice guys. Make sure you check that out. Sign up just $10 a month. Great bonus content, uh, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, a daily betting card on the show and more. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, we will wrap up the show. Best bets coming up in just a second. But first we'll hear from our sponsors, our great partners, Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant. Keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, it is time for Best Bets here for the Thursday edition of the Ice Guys Show. Uh, Matt, first-time special guest and a last-minute substitute, but did an incredible job on the show today. Matt, uh, what have you got for Best Bet? To me, I'm looking at the over Ottawa-Washington. This game screams over. Both both teams open it up. 
Ovechkin looking for for the goal to pass Gordy. Uh, I to me this one screams six two seven three. I like the over Ottawa Washington. All right, there it is. Washington, Ottawa, over six and a half at around plus 100. Best bet for Matt here on this Thursday edition of uh, the Ice Guys show. Uh, my best bet for this uh, card, uh, I'm going to do the old, uh, I should do the Jalen Waddle thing that he does after he scores a touchdown there, the old uh, Penguin uh, Waddle. Uh, but yeah, the old, there we go. I'm just trying to do it right there. Pittsburgh. We're going with the Penguins tonight, uh, minus 130 uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I like Pittsburgh in this spot. A short turnaround revenge situation. They've won six straight at home. Carolina got the benefit of facing Casey DeSmith Sunday. They'll face Tristan Jari tonight, who's been playing great. I understand probably we'll see Kochetkov for Carolina. It's not easy to fade him or this Hurricanes team. They're playing excellent. But I think Pittsburgh finds a way tonight, and we'll go with them for best bets. been a heater. This week for me with best bets on the show. Cashed with Edmonton last night. See if we can keep the good run going. Pittsburgh minus 130 uh, against Carolina. Uh, that'll be my uh, best bet here for this Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. And that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We've got Melissa Cunningham, one of our favorite viewers and listeners uh, of the show, joining us tomorrow on the Friday edition. And Alex B. Smith will be back with me as well. Uh, and we will break down a massive Friday slate, the final NHL uh, day of games before the Christmas break. So join us tomorrow for that, 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For our special late uh, guest, uh, Matt Wright, joining us here on the show today. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Thank <laughs> you.